0: Welcome back, listeners. I'm Robin Black. This is It's All About Healing Podcast. In today's episode, Echoed Adversities, I wanted to touch base on a few of my previous interviews. Some adversities we cry through, some we laugh through, and some we just deal with and ride the waves, and others we don't really have a clue. What what lurks beneath the surface of any of us we all have darkness inside, inside of us. Each and every one of us has that animal instinct within. Like I always say, the only answer is God. He is truly the only way. And hearing from everyone I have interviewed this past week, it was a great mixture of stories from all different sides of the fence. My interview with trial lawyer Holland Hoskins. We were able to go into the depths of criminal defense and what it's like fighting for an individual, no matter what he or she may have done, because they're simply human, just like any of us, and they all have rights. Speaking with Ty Gay Michael, he stated there would be a a bias because he's going to fight for his child, no matter what side they're on, and rightfully so. I, I actually had to agree, but I also know deep down if my child committed any type of heinous crime, I would understand my child would have to suffer the consequences no matter how badly I would end up probably blaming myself for the rest of my life and wondering where did I go wrong. Speaking with James and his childhood trauma. He was able to overcome all of this on his own. And a lot of us have to be our own hero all the time. Speaking with Chris, he was on both sides of the judicial system. The mental battles, the mental strength it takes for him to continue to fight for himself and to stay on the right path, but also having the heart to help others because he doesn't want others to have to go through what he did. It's all absolutely beautiful. Hearing from everyone and also each and every person that I interviewed agreed to it without hesitation. And it means the absolute world to me. It's it's greatly appreciated that they were all willing to share their stories and willing to come out here to help others because we all face adversities and we all need help overcoming these adversities. And we all need to know that we're, we're not alone. Because as we continue to face these adversities, we, we have to ask ourselves, are any of us really free? Especially free from the mental prison that we're all in, each and every one of us. Are any of us financially free? When we borrow money from our 401k, for example, what happens? There's a penalty for taking your own money. You have to fill out all this paperwork. You're sitting there praying and and hoping for a yes. You leave a company as well, your 401k, you either have to roll it over or there's going to be another penalty. And they make it seem as though that they're helping and they want to, oh, well, we want to help you out in the long run. That way you have something there for you once you retire. But heaven forbid, what if you don't make it to retirement? Then what happens? Then there's a penalty there, right? If you pass away, you have to, it goes to your beneficiaries and they'll have to inherit it. But then what what happens then? There's an inheritance tax. And you're trying to grieve, you're trying to deal with the loss of your loved one, but you have to deal with all this paperwork and all these penalties. It never ends. How do you think that affects someone's mental state of mind and everyone else around them when they're trying to go to work, they're trying to do their job? How can they do that? That's why I'm trying to push for these implemented mental health days. Trying to understand and push for these evaluations and more job opportunities. Because you can't always get a therapist. You can't always go to EAP because we live in our heads too much. A lot of times we just deal with things as if it's just a normal day. We don't really know. Hey, I need to get some help. I should be talking to someone about this. We don't know. Half the time we don't even realize that we're in the middle of a battle until someone brings it to our attention. Everyone is suffering. We're suffering as a whole. And it's 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 the same with our cars and our houses and, and this student loan. The borrower is forever a slave to the lender, no matter how you slice it. This student loan forgiveness program, why do we have to apply for it? You're the government. You already have everything you need. When we filled out the application, you you got everything. When we filled out the application for the loan, you had everything. It's the same way with this yellow star on our license now. They need your marriage license, your divorce decree, your birth certificate. And if you're anyone like myself and you're a CDL holder, the BMV has all of that information already. Why do you keep requiring the same thing? Even if you get a government job that requires um, fingerprints, you get a gun permit, fingerprints, it's already in the system, yet you need it over and over again. Why? Maybe somebody can tell me, maybe I'm wrong. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. But if someone murders someone, those same fingerprints that were taken 30 years ago or so, somehow they pop up in the system and they find a match, right? But you can't just give me a yellow star for my license and wipe out my student loan debt all at once. Stop, wipe out everyone's student loan debt all at once. Why do we have to apply every single time? It's all about control. If more of us were financially independent, it would make the enemy very upset because they would have less control. That's why we can't always be so willing to let so many people have access to us. It leaves room for manipulation. I believe the reason that there's always two sides and so much segregation because together we stand and divide it, we fall. If we keep fighting, the rich stay rich. We come together and actually lift each other up the way that God intended for it to be. There wouldn't be any, well, I won't say, I don't want to say any, but there wouldn't be as much control and greed. Not to mention the racial disparity. That is still very much a problem. I don't care what anyone says, which makes me think of, the um, certain parts of the Mar- Dr. Martin Luther Jr. K- uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. He said this promissory note, meaning the Declaration of Independence. He said it was a promise that all men, including black men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's obvious today that America has defaulted on the promissory note, in so far as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring the sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked unsu- "or insufficient funds." But we, re- but we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. Then in another part, he says, in the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The number one thing that resonated with me the most was soul force. He kept saying, I have a dream, because God is the one who gave him this dream in order to speak with such divinity as he gave this speech. Our soul force is where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit lives within us. At the end of the day, we all bleed the same blood. We have all shed the same tears. We all feel the same pain, whether it be emotionally or physically. We all have experienced it and will continue to experience it. God told me audibly in a dream. He said, we shall overcome. And I know the song, the lyrics, we shall overcome, definitely. The we shall overcome speech, I believe it was Lyndon Bain Johnson that made that speech. But for whatever reason, God told me in a dream, we shall overcome. And it was loud. It was powerful. And here it is on the 19th of September. 19 is the number of completion and new beginnings. God is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He has all the answers. When we can't overcome all this aggression, all this hostility, all this violence, we can't, we don't have the answer to it. We don't know how to understand it. We ask him for an understanding. What does he do? He gives us problems. God why me? Why is this happening to me? Why am I stuck in this wilderness and it seems like everybody else around me is is getting away. They're 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 prosperous. But you can't get caught in the distractions of what everybody else is doing. Because it's your race. Your race isn't everyone's race. We can't live on a roller coaster. Our our own lives can definitely be up and down. But we're not on the roller coaster with everyone else. We're on the roller coaster by ourselves. And if you are still in this wilderness, you're still confused. That means that you're you're not done understanding. You keep dealing with the same thing over and over again. History is not gonna, it's not supposed to keep repeating itself. It keeps repeating itself because there's something that you're not learning, there's something that you're not gaining, and God needs you to stay there and keep trying to figure it out. We look for answers, but it's not answers that we need. It's it's an understanding to get to that answer. That's why he, he prepares us. He builds this endurance. He takes us the unconventional route. He may take us the long route. Sometimes we take ourselves the long route because it takes too long for us to get. It takes too long for us to understand That's why we have these angel numbers out here. You have the signs and synchronicities. Those angel messages need to lead you to Bible scriptures. It's time to open your Bibles. Understand why we suffer. As we suffer, we also reign with him. 2 Timothy 2.12 It's time to open it up and actually read and understand because we are in the last days with all these recent prophetic words on YouTube, the, the ministers and all the teachings of the word of God, you have to use your discernment and always ask for spiritual discern, discernment as well, because the devil loves to mimic God. But we are all part of 144,000 light workers. If you open up your Bible, you look up the eleventh hour. You look up the angel messages. We're doing that work. We, myself, and others, like I said, these YouTubers, podcasters, ministers—they're—they're they're just coming out of nowhere because we're all called to it. We're all part of that hundred forty-four thousand light workers. It's time to repent. It's time to get right with God, get in alignment. Just as the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have to have your heart, your mind, and your soul in alignment with his because it's your heart. Your heart is what he reads. It's what he feels. And it's so deep and you have to heal. That's why I say it's all about healing. Healing is what creates alignment. Everyone, it's time to pray and repent because God loves you and he's coming back. We are definitely in the last days. Everyone stay blessed. Amen.